Okay, let's get started. Sefer Melachim, Melachim Aleph, Perak Aleph, as we start a new world. After Baruch Hashem having, having the schus to have done Yeshua Shoftim and the Svarim of Shmuel, now we start Sefer Melachim. Sefer Melachim, according to the Gemara, was authored by Yirmiyahu. Yirmiyahu lived at the end of this time period. Sefer Melachim spans over 400 years from the beginning of the Malchus of Shlomo, as we know at the end, the beginning of this uh, Sefer, David Melach is uh, towards the end of his life, and Shlomo is about to take over, all the way, Malachim ends with Churban by his Rishon. So all the way from all of the Shlomo's reign, and in the 11th year of his Malchus, as we will see, Beth Hashem, he builds the base of Megdash, and then after that, the entire time of the Malachim, Malcha Yehud and Malcha Yisrael, as we'll learn, the Malchus split, all the way until Churban by Yisrisho, when Nebuchadnezzar destroys the base of Megdash, that is Sefer Malachim. There are a lot of parallel stories from Malachim that are found in Yirmiyahu, that are found in Yechezkel, that are found in Divrei Hayamim. There's a lot of overlap between Malachim and the other Svarim, uh, which Beth Hashem we will talk about as we go through. But Yirmiyahu is the one that wrote this. Interesting question. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, we do have, recently published, was Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, Emes Lyakov, on Nevi'im, and the first one they put out was on Malachim, through the end of Nevi'im, and Ksuvim. So he discusses why Dafka Yermio and Navi was the one that wrote it. Yermio, if you remember, lived at the time of the Chorban. He lived all the way at the end of this time. So why is he writing a Sefer that has to do with the beginning of Shlomo HaMelech, that has to do with the earlier days? So it says Rabbi Yaakov, because Yermio knew we were going into Gaulus, and he wanted did all of Klal Yisrael to remember what it was like in the in the early days, in the ideal days, in the days that we had a Melech and a Malchus and there was peace, because that's what we daven for so much. Nechtav Sefer Zeh, says Rabbi Yaakov, Kadeshi Yizachru Yemos Olam, Me'oz Shehizchil Shoshelas HaMalucha, know what it was like when the chain started. Kishedavad HaMelech, Hever HaMalucha L'Shlomo, at Achron Malachim, from the time of David and Shlomo, all the way, V'yedu Mihem B'nei Yisrael, and know who were the Jews, and what's their history, right, we have to know that, Again, it's not a pure history book. We will have a number of references in this Sefer. If you want to know more history, look in Divrei look in other books. This is a book that's about the Malachim, but it's meant to teach us something. It leaves out major stories, and it tells us stories about personal individuals, because it's all about something that we can learn. <laughs> As we know, every word of Navi was dictated and uh, was given through the Nevi'im and therefore, this book is to teach us the tremendous hashkacha, schar onesh. There is a many, many stories about Avodah Zarah in Sefer Malachim, many of the kings, some righteous kings, but more often than not, there were some terrible kings. There were kings that were over Avodah Zarah. We'll have to talk about that taiva of Avodah Zarah. And uh, that is really the background to this Sefer. It teaches us schar onesh. It teaches us the history of Am Yisrael, and it was written with a perspective after everything had occurred, Yemiyo Navi wrote what it was like at the beginning, as we know here. Now, as we know here, right? We're going to start with today and uh, what it was like through the generations. Again, it was over 400 years. This Sefer spans a very long time, much longer than, let's say, Sefer Shmuel, which has to do with Shmuel and Shaul, which is only a couple of years, and then David Melech is king for 40 years. So it's not that 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 uh, th- those were just a couple of decades, Sefer Shmuel. But this Sefer is a couple of centuries. Okay, so let's start with Perak Aleph. Perak Aleph, which is also the Haftorah for Parshas Chayasara. There are a number of Haftorahs from Sefer Malachim. As you know, most Haftorahs come from Sefer Yeshayahu, but there are some Haftorahs. The first two Prakim in Malachim are Haftorahs. So the first Perak is about the Haftorah for Chayasara. As we get into the last days of 
Sarah, and the last days of Avraham. Avraham is getting old, so too David is getting old. So what happens in the parak? Uh, as we always go through the parak and then go into it more deeply, David Amalek is very old, and he has, uh, he's chilly. He can't warm his body. He can't warm his body, and they're trying to find something to warm his body with. So what do they find? They find a, a young girl, a young girl who they hope uh, her warm flesh will be able to warm David. We'll talk about uh, the halachas uh, regarding that. So they bring her. Her name is Afisha Gashunamis. They bring her. The king did not do anything uh, wrong with her, meaning the king did not live with her at all or uh, anything, and she was just brought as a warmer. That's part one. Then we go right into Adoniah, the final rebellion that is tried against David's Malchus. Adoniah ben Chagit, one of David's sons, says, I want to be the king. And he gathers chariots and he gathers men and he gathers important people who he thinks will help his reign. Who none other than Yoav. Yoav goes over to Adoniah. This is going to be the final straw with Yoav. Yoav Evyatar, who had been removed from being the Kohen Gadol. They follow Adoniah, while all the others, Sadok and Benayahu and Nasan, uh, they all stay with, with David. Adoniah goes and starts bringing Karbanos, and he calls to the fellow Jews, and he does not call to Nasan, and of course he does not call to Shlomo, who there was already a Nevoah that he was going to be the king. But he's starting this uh, Malchus. Nasan Anavi goes to Batsheva, the mother of Shlomo, and says, did you hear what Adonia is doing? Quickly, you better go to the king. If the king dies now, before he says anything, then we're going to be in deep trouble. Right? We have to do something. So, Batsheva, go to David and tell him what's going on. And tell him, you promise. You have to fulfill your oath. And as you're talking, I'm going to come in right after you. And I'm going to repeat. That's exactly what happened. Batsheva goes in and talks to talks to David and says, you said my son was going to be the king. You said he's going to be. And then as she's talking, the... Um, Nasan comes in and he's, he repeats it. What's going on here? You said Shlomo is going to be the king. And he says, all eyes are on you, David. What you say, they're going to listen to. And that's exactly what David says. David says, I swear that Shlomo is going to be the king. It's not going to be Adoniah. And by the way, he tells him, uh, Nasan tells him all the people who went over to be with Adoniah. And David gets angry about that, and he says, I have to do something. So what does he do? He says, take Shlomo, who was only 12 years old. Take Shlomo, put him on my horse, and take him and parade him in front of everyone, and show that he's the king, and then take him and seat him in my throne, and put the crown on him, so that everybody realizes that he is the king. But Sheva says to David, thank you, Nassim goes, and that's exactly what they do. They gather, they take Shlomo, they publicly anoint him and they put him on the king's uh, the king's animal and they say Yechia Melech Shlomo and all of Am Yisrael gather and follow that because they were just looking for direction from David. They were looking. So David, once he came out and gave direction, so they followed him and they made a Simcha Gedola. Adoniyahu and his followers find out and hear what's happening. All of a sudden they all desert him because they realize that this is not going to be where it's at. Yoav leaves and everybody else leaves. Adonio is very scared. The Pazik says that he runs to the Mizbeach. He runs to grab onto the Mizbeach, as we'll see as a form of protection. And he runs and says, Shlomo, don't kill me, don't kill me. And Shlomo says, don't worry about it. If you are loyal, then you're going to be safe. If you're not loyal, so then you're going to have to stand in judgment. But meanwhile, go home. And that's how the parak ends, the beginning of the reign of Shlomo HaMelech. So let's talk about the parak. Again, parak is jam-packed. Sefer Malachim, there's a lot to say about all of these uh, stories. 
we will again do the best that we can in the time allotted. But we realize that we are getting an overview, a little in-depth overview, but it's still an overview. If we would, uh, one wants, would want to learn the Kiseder, one would have to sit and go through all of the Mepharshim and all of the Achronim and the Pirushim uh, if one wants a more in-depth uh, approach. Okay, but we try to squeeze in as much as we can. So let's start. The king was old. How old was David? Seventy. He was seventy. His son Shlomo was twelve. He was bought by Yamim. What does Baba Yamim mean? Right, Avram Avinu is a similar lashon by Avram Avinu Baba Yamim. The Medrash tells us in Brachus, Yesh Lacha Adam Shehu Bizikna Ve'eno Biyamim. Some people are old, but they don't have days. Biyamim Ve'eno Bizikna. Some people have days, but they're not old. What does that mean? Kan. Zikna keneged yamim v'yamim keneged zikna. But by David, as well as by Abraham, he was old and he came with his days. What does that mean? He used every single day of his life. He was not only physically old, but he came with all of his days. He was productive. He had so much that he filled his days with. The Be'er Moshe expands. Kol yom yesh lo tafkin Every day of our life has a job to do. Every day. Like the Gemara at the end of Makas that says Tariyag Mitzvah. Right there, 613. 365, connected the days of the year. Rashi says, Shebechol yom azir malav lavar. Every day. The mitzvah of the day tells us, Fulfill me. Don't fulfill me. Right, that's what it means, Baba Yamin. The Medrash says, he came with all of his days with Torah and, and the Maisim Tovim. He also, the Mepharshim point out, that he came and he was excited about every day. That's Baba Yamin. He came into every single day with an excitement, with a, with an attitude of what could I accomplish. Right, so he was Baba Yamin. What happened? They tried to cover him with clothing. And he would not get warmed. Why is this? There is a Gemara. The Gemara says in Brachis, Rashi quotes it right here. Brachis Samach Beis. Kal HaMavaza Begadim. Eno Nana Mehem Lobasof. If anybody is acts uh, disgracefully, if anybody just misuses clothing, then clothing will not protect him. And that's exactly what happened here. David Amela cut the clothing of Shaul when he was hiding, when he could have killed Shaul, but instead he cut the clothing. So he's being punished here. It seems like. So they didn't protect him. The Shaila is, what do you mean he's being punished? He did an unbelievable thing when he, he could have killed Shaul. And he didn't kill Shaul, but rather he just cut the corner of his baguette to teach him. And Shaul is even amazed, if you remember back from Sefer Shmuel Aleph, when he did that. So what does that mean that he's being punished? The Radak says, it's Rachok. This is a very distant pshat uh, that Chazal give uh, in this regard. But Ravar and Cutler, we mentioned this then, suggest that maybe it's not an Onesh. It's just a reality. A reality is, even for the best of reasons, right, it's a reality that if one doesn't uh, act appropriately with clothing, even for the best reasons, so the clothing is not going to protect him. That's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. And if you think about it, explains the, uh, the if you look at the Mishpah Zazav, David realized that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was with him. He kept being saved in supernatural ways. He was in this cave and in that cave. So he could have gotten out even without cutting. On David's level, we can't fathom it, but on David's level, that was a little too much Ishtavos. A little too much. He didn't have to cut. Where do we have a similar idea? He doesn't say this, but we'll add it in by Yosef. Remember the Chazal at the end of Parshas Mikates, where Yosef tells the tells the butler, remember me, remind Paro about me. And Chazal punished Yosef for that. Why? He was doing his Ishtavos. On Yosef's level, he didn't have to do that. On Yosef's level, he should have just had some more bitachon and let HaKadosh Baruch Hu work it out. Again, for all of us, we have to do as much Ishtavos as we can uh, with the balance of, of bitachon, but that's the suggestion uh, 
that even Davim might have gone beyond. So it did not warm him. Did not warm him up. Why is this the first pasuk in Sefer Malachim? Why do we start with this? Says the Abarbanel. Maybe it's to show us that even though he was physically weak and sick, when it came to appointing the next Melech, he stood up like a lion and he was strong and he got the job done. He did exactly what was needed to be done, even though he was weak. We mentioned in the last year also that you get a very different impression reading Sefer Tiver Hayamim of Dove's last days. You get the impression that it was a perfect transfer. Perfect transfer. It wasn't just this wee king behind his back. No, you get a different impression. But here, the whole point of Malachim is, the beginning of it, is sowing the roots of Shlomo HaMelech's Malchus. So that's why David is here in the background. The Malbim writes that Adoniyahu wanted to be king. Where's the Malbim? The Malbim, why did Adoniyahu try to do this now? He wanted to be king because he realized David was old. David was old. He thought that Shlomo was too young. He wasn't, he was a rebellion, and he, and he didn't ask. But David was old, he wasn't involved in the, in the Malchus anymore, and I'm not gonna wait till my father dies. Why? Because then, you know, it's gonna be more of a, uh, uh, a vacuum of leadership. My father's already old! He's already 70. And therefore, it's finished, and Shlomo's too young. And therefore, uh, this, this pasta gives us the background to the whole story that we're about to read. So the servants say, Yavakshu, find a Nara Basula, find a Nara Basula to warm, to warm the king. Why a Basula? Why a woman who was never with a man? Rashi quotes, Mechamimin es Bisara. Right, the, uh, uh, that type of woman, medically in those days, that she was, had a warmer, a warmer feel to her. Right, the Mishmah Zozov discusses, uh, and other Mepharshim talk about, like, What's it? let's read the Psukim first. And then right, what happens? They bring her and they find Avishag, they bring her to the king. She was very beautiful, the Pasik says. And she served the king. Meaning nothing happened between them. Why didn't he just marry her? So Chazal say that he already had 18 wives. King's not allowed to have more than 18 wives. So that's why he couldn't marry her. Why couldn't he divorce her? Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara, why couldn't he just divorce her? So the Gemara says, it shows you how, divorce one and take her instead. So the Gemara says, you see how, how difficult divorce is. You see, in a situation where a couple should not get divorced, how we try to do everything we can not to have it. Right, and the Musar HaNavim explains on that. Well, we'll, we'll get to that in a, in a, in a second. But, uh, but that's the Gemara in Sanhedrin. And the Mishmah Zozov explains that sometimes you read the story and we think it's like a little strange. David's lying with his girl. But that seems to be medically what was required. His life was in danger and they needed to warm him. It was like a, a hot compress. They didn't have a hot compress in those days. What kind of hot compress? David was on such a level that this was like a compress to him. Right, we read stories in the Gemara that we can't even fathom. Like one of the Tanaim would put the kala on his shoulders and dance around at a wedding. And that Tana said, well, you can't even do this. You can't, even the Amoram can't do this. So David HaMelech was on this level that he was sick, he was deathly ill, and they wanted to warm him, so nothing else was working. So they brought, maybe physical skin could help warm him. And the Pasuk says, Vishleidon, nothing happened. David had, didn't have any taiva. He had already done so much tshuva for his earlier chait that nothing was going to happen. Even later on, we're just foreshadowing uh, that it says, Batsheva walked into the room while Avishag was servicing David. You read it like, what? Batsheva walked in? 
But if it's something medical, she's just there. It's like a hot compress, and there was not there was no connection between uh, David and her. David was on a uh, on a level that it was just not shy to to discuss it in that world, and therefore that's what happened. It's interesting. The the uh, Mefarshim point out. This is mutter. While we know the Gemara in Sanhedrin, where a man is uh, is uh, is in love and he says, "I need to have that woman." And uh, no, it's Gilui Arias. I just want to look at her naked. No, I'm sorry, Gilui Arias. I just want to listen to her voice on the other side of the fence. No, Gilui Arias. Why is all that, oh, sir? And here it's mutter. Explains the Musar and Avim. There's a big difference over there. The person was deathly ill because of his taiva. So we're not going to give in to the taiva if that's what made him sick in the first place. Here, David happened to be sick. David was sick because of old age. David was sick because Hashem said, this is, the, this is your life. And therefore, this is just the medicine that was required of the time. And therefore, uh, they tried it. Therefore, they tried it, but it did not work. Did not work. He still kept cold. Vaiter. Vadoniyah ben Chagis. And, meaning, because he was old. This was the background that left open the door for Adoniah. Why did Adoniah think he could be the king? Because if you remember, who were the sons of, of David? In order. Amnon was the oldest. He was dead. Then comes Kilov. Kilov, he was one of the four people that never sinned. He must have just been sitting in the base of not involved in Malchus, so we don't know much about him. Kilov. Number three, Avshalom. He's dead. Who's number four? Number four is Adonio. He's next. He's next in line. So he says, you know, I'm, I'm the man. I'm the, I'm the next one in charge. So he gets up and, and he says, I'm going to be the king. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky points out, it must be that he felt that a king could basically uh, retire. It's not till death. A, t- a king can retire, right? And somebody else can take over if they feel that they can't do the, can't do the job properly. So he says, I'm going to be the king. Fascinating. The Gemara Sanhedrin tells us, that he put on the crown. The crown didn't fit. Because the crown only fits who's supposed to be the king, right? It fit David. He had a ridge in his head, and it fit Shlomo. It didn't fit, but he tried to put it on, right? He tried to squeeze himself into the crown, right? The point is, you can't. The crown has to fit you, and you have to try to squeeze. He tried to squeeze the crown onto his head. No, the Malchus, you have to go into the Malchus. You can't try to force Malchus onto you, right? It's kind of like, like we like to mention, right? Uh, you have to fix our lives to the Torah, not squeeze Torah into our lives. Same thing here with the crown. So what did he do? He takes Fayasal Rechavu Parashim. He takes chariots and people, right? He starts be acting like a king. He takes Chamishimish, 50 people, Ratzim Lafanov. <laughs> the Gemara says that he removed their spleens, right, to make them run faster. And the king, the Pasuk tells us, David never rebuked him. Madua Kacha Asisa. He never gave him Musa. The Gemara says, David never really gave Tochacha Ta And maybe that was a problem. He never told him really what to do. The Gamutov was also very handsome. He was the son after Avshalom. And what happens? He took Yoav. Yoav already knew that David didn't like him, right? After Yoav had killed Avner and Avshalom and Amasa. And, and who else went with him? Evyatar. We also mentioned he was from the descendants of Eli. He was already removed from the Kunigadola. And Sadak was taken. And they went after Adonia. Tzadok, Benayo, and Nasan, they, of course, all stayed with David. Vayizbach Adonia, Pasuk Tes, Adonia gave Karbanos im even Zocheles, by the rock of Zocheles. What is Zocheles? The Gemara Darshins in uh, Mesechas and Hedrin, Zocheles is like a snake. 
What does that mean? That the Gemara Darsh is anyone who argues on Malchus based David is going to get bitten by a snake. That's the Evans Ochelas. This is going to lead to their downfall. Everybody who went to the other side uh, is going to have to is going to have to pay for it. So they went to Ein Rogel. He called as many Jews as he can. Shlomo obviously doesn't call Shlomo and Nasan and all those who he knew would be loyal. Right? We know who Batsheva is, but it's Dafka Aim Shlomo. So Nasa calls Batsheva the mother of Shlomo and says, You heard what Adonia has done. Let me give you advice. Why was Nasan so proactive here? Why did he uh, need to do this? The Radak says, Well, he was the Navi. He was the one who told David that Shlomo was going to be the king. He was the one. And if you look in Divrei Hayamim, it's even more clear. Right? Nassim just said, a son that will be born to you will be the king. But if you look in uh, Divrei Hayamim, it's Beferish. It's Beferish, he says, that it's going to be it's going to be uh, Shlomo. He says, Shlomo is going to be peace in his, na- in his time. And Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky notes, a fascinating Ha'ara, if you know a Nevuah, not only do you have to try Hishtablus to do mitzvos, but you should have Hishtablus to do, to help a Nevuah come true also. Says Rabbi Yaakov, Kol mitzvah shemutelas aleinu l'kayim, ki hi ratzon Hashem, kach gam Nevuah, shehi is galus ratzon Hashem, gam yesh l'ishtadl shetaskayim, she try to make it fulfilled. And, he's, and he quotes in the footnotes here a number of sources, that's like the Ramban. The Ramban in, in uh, talking about why the Mitzrayim were punished if it was already promised that it was supposed to be done. So the Rambam says, well, not any one Mitzri could have like refused. But the Ramban says, no, if Hashem tells sense a prophecy is going to happen, you have to try to fulfill it. So that's why Nasan here was trying to fulfill this Nevuah that he knew was going to happen. So what happens, he goes to Batsheva and says, go, tell David what's going on and remind him that Shlomo Benech Yimloch Acharai, that uh, Shlomo is going to supposed to be the, uh, the the king. The Radak quotes, it's not in the Psukim, that when David came to Batsheva and said, you know, I want to marry you, so Batsheva says, but if, if people, if I don't have the, the next king, people are going to think, always think that there's a problem with our relationship, with the beginnings of it, you know, there's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of gray. David says, okay. And there's a Shmua that David's, Son from Batsheva is going to be the king. That's why Batsheva comes and says, "You swore to me." That's exactly what happens here. I'll come right after, and I will fulfill your words. The Gemara also talks about the. I'm sorry, the Medrash, uh, the Chavetz Chaim discusses this that this wasn't Lashon Hara because this is for Toelis. They needed to discuss a plan, what to do, and then uh, they went in. So again, Batsheva comes in Pasuk Tezvav. Comes into the uh, to the to the bedroom, right? Obviously unannounced. She's the wife. She could just go in. And it says was serving the king. So again, if it was anything sexual of nature, it would be just what's the pasuk talking about? So it's obvious. It's obvious that it was a medical issue. Vatikor Bacheva, she bows down in front of him, and the king says, "What can I do for you?" And the king, she says, "Adon Nishbata, you swore la masecha ki Shlomo benechim You said it's going to be Shlomo, and Adonuya now as Karbanos and Avyatar and Yoav, they've gone there, and Shlomo he didn't call. Viata Adonia Melech pasachaf, a great line. Ene kol Yisrael alecha. All eyes are on you. Meaning, don't think it's gone yet. Adonia, David, what you say is going to be the word. Am Yisrael is still after you. The eyes of all the Jews are on you. To tell them, Who's taken over? Who's taken over? If you die, 
without doing anything, Ani Ubini Shlomo Chataim. Then me and Shlomo, we are going to be Chataim. What does that mean? The Radak quotes three Pshatim. Either we're going to be missing from the Malchus, or we're going to be Chataim, because they'll say that, as I just said before, that they're going to say that uh, I lived with you in sin, Right? Either way, there's going to be problems. While she's talking, Nasan comes in, and again, uh, it was told to the king, Nasan's here. Interestingly, he was announced. The Radak says he had to be announced. Bacheva didn't have to be announced. She went right in. And he bows down to the king. We mentioned the Rambam Paskins, that a king, even a Navi, when you go see the king, you have to bow down. Only a coin Gadol doesn't have to. But a king, you have to, even a Navi has to. You said, did you say Adonio is going to be king after you? What's going on? He's eating and drinking. He's having a party. And they're saying, Yechi HaMelech Adonio. What's happening? And David stands up. And he says, call Batsheva. Batsheva must have stepped to the side. Chazal have a different shot, but we'll do it with that one. She comes in front of the king, and the king swears. Just like Hashem has saved me from all other tsaris, right? The, uh, from the plishtim, from Shaul, Avshalom, so too he's going to save me from this tsara. He considered this a tsara, and he says, Shlomo b'nechim lo chacharai. Shlomo is going to rule. He's going to sit on my crown. He's going to sit on my throne. Bathsheba bows down and she says, Yechi Adoni HaMelech David La'olam. David HaMelech, right, the, the king of David shall live forever. So uh, you might just say this means that I wish you would live forever, says the Abarbanel. If you look in the Briskarov, the Briskarov says on Parshas Chayasara, came up in a Parshas year a couple of weeks ago, that no, if you look in the Rambam, it's an amazing diuk. The Rambam we know has the 13 principles, the Animamins. One of the Animamins is to believe in Mashiach. Believe Mashiach's going to come. When the Rambam says that, it's not in the, anim, in the long Animamins, but in the Pirish of Mishnais, he says, you have to believe there's going to be Mashiach from Malchus based David, Umizera Shlomo. He adds that in. Part of belief in Mashiach is not only to believe in Malchus based David, but to believe that it's going to go through Shlomo HaMelech. So that is what Batsheva is saying right now, because I know that. Batsheva says, Yechid, the king shall live forever through Shlomo, because your Malchus, I know, is being carried on through Shlomo. So the king says, okay, he stands up, and now he acts, he, he, uh, he gets strong. Kiruli called Sadok and Nasan let him come. Take the servants, and take Shlomo Bani, take Shlomo, my son, who's only 12 years old at the time, put him on my pirda, put him on my mule, Right? And to ride the king's mule, that's a show of Malchus. There's even a discussion. How did he do this? He wasn't the king yet. You're not allowed to ride on the king's mule. So it must be, if you're becoming the king, you can rely on the king's mule. Take him down to the Gihon. Take him down to the well. Because all anointments happen by water. The Gemara says, because water is flowing forever, so too the Malchus should flow forever. Umashach Ososa, they anoint him. Uh, why does he even need anointment? The Gemara says, if you're a Melech ben Melech, you don't need anointment. If you're the king, the son of a king. Answer, the Raman Paskins, but if there's a machlokas, you need to be anointed. Even if you're the king, the son of a king, you have to be anointed if there's an argument, if there's a machlokas about the malchus, and here there's a machlokas. Adonio is arguing. So, they go down, they anoint Shlomo, and they say, Yechi HaMelech Shlomo. Long live Shlomo. V'yalisa Macharav. And then they take him up, and they sit him on his father's throne. V'yashav al-kisi. V'yimloch tachtoi. And v'osot tzivisi lios nagid. And uh, they appoint him to be the leader, Al Yisrael Al Yehuda. What does that mean? Everybody. It means not only Shevet Yehuda, it means all the Jews. And Beneo Ben Yoyada says, Amen, so it should be. Fine, so they have this whole ceremony. Meanwhile, they find out 
that uh, the Adonia party finds out, they hear all the shofar, they hear all the party, the Yonah son, the son of Evyatar, goes and tells everybody what's going on, and they are worried. He says, Pasig Memhei, Vigam Yashav Shlomo Kisei Malucha, Vigam Boav the Amelech, Vigam, he says, also this, also this, also this, also this, I saw it, and, you know, Enai Ro'os, and uh, this is what's going to be. This is what I see, and everybody is scared, and Adoniyah, as we mentioned, uh, is very scared of Shlomo, when he runs to the Karnos HaMizbeach. Why do the Karnos HaMizbeach? Says the Raubag right here. Because the Pasuk says in Mishpatim that even if somebody kills on purpose, if they run to the Mizbeach, you could take him off the Mizbeach. What does that imply? That if they didn't kill on purpose, somehow the Mizbeach affords some type of protection. If you hold on to the Mizbeach, it affords protection. Says the Rabbi, that's why he was running there. He didn't think that Shlomo would kill him there. And therefore, he runs there, and then he calls out to Shlomo, please don't kill me, please don't kill me. Interesting, Shlomo wasn't the king yet. Who did he rebel against? Did he rebel against David or Shlomo? Not 100% clear. But either way, he did something, and Shlomo says, if you're loyal, then you have nothing to worry about. Meanwhile, go home. Uh, just uh, as a note, one other note, and that is, there's a Pasuk in Tehillim. The important Pasuk in Tehillim. In the middle of Tehillim. Middle of Tehillim. Parak Ayin Bays. It's a Parak there about David praising and davening for his son. Parak Ayin Bays starts off, L'Shlomo Elohim Mishpatecha L'Melech Hashem, please give Mishpat to Shlomo. He's davening for his son. That parak, Ayin Beis, ends off, Kalu Tfilos David Ben Yishai. That's the end of the Tfilos of David Ben Yishai. Middle of Tehillim. Very strange. What is that Pasuk doing there? What is that Pasuk doing there? In the middle of Tehillim. So some of the Mepharshim I saw explain that in the name of the Chassam Sofer, that David was the first one in the history of the world, really, that had his children take over for him in his lifetime. Right, as the leader. Moshe didn't have it. Aaron didn't have it. Aaron died. And then they took over. Moshe didn't have any of his sons. Yoshua didn't have it. Shmuel didn't have it. Nobody has had. This is the first one. So once David has his son take over in his lifetime, it's basically, I have nothing more. This is it. So after he davens for his son Shlomo, that's when it says, Kalutzfilos, David ben Yishai. He doesn't have to daven for anything more. Because he realizes that his son is stepping into his shoes and he is going to be the one that takes over. Either way, this is the beginning of Malchus Shlomo setting the stage as we will get to Hashem next time, David's last instructions to Shlomo. But this parak is here because this is the basis of Shlomo. And ironically, just to end off, the Abarbanel says, if Adonio wouldn't have done it, done anything, then David would have died and then there would have been a fight and Adonio had a better chance. Because Adonio started, that's what caused David to do it, and that's why Shlomo took over, and it solidified his malchus. Rabos machshavos belevish, atzas Hashem itakum, says the Barbanel. We have Shlomo as being the king designate, even before David Amelach passes on. Okay, we'll stop. We'll stop here.